grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. There's a new show on Netflix called Love, Sex and Goop. It is, of course, hosted by the Goop founder, Gwyneth Paltrow, but it brings up a very interesting thing. That is sexual blueprints. Now, we've all heard about the five love languages and how it can really help your love life to understand your love language and your partner's love language so that we know how to show our love and affection to the other. Well, what about sexual blueprints? It's a similar concept, but it can really light up your sex life if you understand what speaks to you and what speaks to your paramour. We'll also be hearing from Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality. She's working through a series called The Pillars of Self-Pleasure, and tonight she's going to share with us pillar number two. We've got a jam-packed show for you tonight full of information and a little bit of cheekiness. Thanks for listening. After Dark. Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark. Well, it is time to welcome back our Conscious Couples coaches, Luke and Sindra. And uh, what I love most about Luke and Sindra being on my show is that before we go on air, we chat about what the topic is going to be. And what I love most is when they bring me something and I go, I have no idea what you're talking about, which means I'm going to learn a whole heap. And today is no exception because today we're talking about sexual blueprints. Never heard of it before, guys. Enlighten me. So well. <laughs> uh, there is a show on Netflix called Sex, Love and Goop. So Gwyneth Paltrow, you may have heard of her, Group brand. brand, yes. Uh, this is an extension of that. So she gets some amazing uh, sex coaches and um, somatic sexological body workers on her show, and they get some couples of all different kind of types onto the show, and kind of educate them about expanding their intimacy, expanding their sexuality. So, kind of a bit of a reflection of what Luke and I do. Mm. For sure. Uh, yeah. To be honest, it was a little bit challenging us watching a show, you know, on Netflix. We're like, we do that. We do that. We do that. I could do that better. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah. Netflix, if you're listening, um, yeah, we need an Australian yeah. version. Hit up Luke and yeah. We're available. Yeah. We're, we, are, we are available. Um, but, yeah, they, they sort of get um, a series of couples, like Sindra said, that are in different levels of disconnect. Right. Would you say, Sindra? Yeah. And um, depending on sort of where they're at, there's, you know, there's a couple that's struggling with, um, you know, family history stuff. There's a couple that's struggling with like an intimacy disconnect or what they would call like a libido mismatch. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple that are struggling with just you know, conflict, like constant conflict, which, you know, after all of our conversations, I'm sure you can imagine Sindra and 
and I were like, get fucked, there's a show about this, let's, <laughs> let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because, yeah, that can, uh, that can certainly have a big impact on your sex life. Yeah. Mm. So the biggest thing that we took away from it was the uh, blueprints, the erotic or sexual blueprints that one of the uh, sex sexologists, Jaya, she mm. kind of, this is her quiz, this is her brand, uh, and we use this in our coaching because there's five blueprint types and it can be very indicative of if you're having intimacy that's not really fulfilling you um, or if you do have, you think maybe you have a low libido because you're not enjoying the sex that you're having as such, um, this is a really good indicator of maybe you need something different than what you're actually having. So the five blueprints are energetic, sensual, sexual, kinky, and um, the last one, shapeshifter. That's right. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, if you're a sensual type, then you're going to like um, more like sensual touch, maybe like an erotic massage, um, you know, like erogenous zone kind of kissing and touching uh, that's going to be what kind of turns you on and what allows you to become aroused. So if a sensual type, say, has a partner who is just full sexual and is always like, let's fuck, let's fuck, let's fuck, and the sensual type's like, yeah, sure, I enjoy sex, but I'm not getting what I need out of it yeah, because it's not hitting my sensual kind of desires. I, right. So this kind of, it, it sort of lines up, I guess, a little bit with the love languages, I guess, mm-hmm. is yeah. that we all have yeah. different love languages. Yeah. And this is like sort of taking that into the sexual space um, in terms of our sexual blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Makes complete and it's sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes heaps of sense. Every time I explain it to a couple um, or we get them to do the quiz and the results come back, it's like, you know, fireworks going off in their brain they're like oh this makes so much sense that is the type of like so say for kink if you're somebody who shows up as a kinky archetype then you're going to be interested in anything that feels like an edge yeah you know anything anything that's pushing the box anything that's a little bit taboo a little bit dirty um you know so you know getting you know bent over the kitchen counter like you know with the with the blinds open real quick might be so much more attractive than candles and you know and the incense and a massage and those sorts of things yeah compared to if you're a really sensual archetype then that's exactly what you need you need to set up a scene where Mm. all of your senses are aroused there's smell there's touch there's sounds Mm. there's you know all of that so it gives couples an awareness or a bit of a roadmap forward or a belief system to be able to reconnect intimately and create in- the intimacy that they are actually driven towards yeah. rather than feeling like they're burdened by, you know, what they've been having. Absolutely. And it, yeah, yeah, as you say, yeah, fireworks going off in my brain because, you know, and we all know like sort of using using the, the love language thing, it's okay if you've got different love languages, but it's important yeah, yeah. to understand what fills your partner's cup and your own so that mm. you can incorporate both of those things into your um, 
you know, into your sexual routine, I guess. I hate to say routine when we're talking about sex because that makes it sound boring and that you've scheduled it in. Um, but, yeah, that you understand what your partner needs and what you need so that you can you can make sure that both of those things are happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Do, you know what, do you know what the best thing about, like, things like the Love Languages quiz and this um, sexual blueprint quiz is, is that when you get the results, you get sent a explanation yeah. of, you know, what you, what you are or what your partner is. So it gives you some tricks and some tips to be able to play it out. And like on the show, if anybody watches the show, there's a gentleman on there who, you know, identifies us as a sexual type. Like he just wants sex. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then as he goes to learn the different archetypes, he's like, oh, wow, I had no idea that there was such levels to intimacy. And he discovers after learning the different archetypes that actually he's more of a, what was it, syndrome, sensual type? I think, yeah, he his wife was a sensual or an, an energetic type. And he's like, oh, wow, I actually love doing this stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, mm. Yeah. So once he had an awareness around the different levels of the depth of intimacy, he discovered that he didn't just want to fuck all the time, that he wanted to serve and give pleasure. Right. Mm, it was really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really so cool. good. All right. Mm. So I want to dive into, let's break them all down. So, yeah, let's start with energetic is the first one. Energetic is probably like the most uh, like misunderstood one. Right. Um, So energetic uh, types can have, I guess, like more open to having like full energetic or like breath orgasm. So they're able to kind of that kind of stuff turns them on. So an energy orgasm, like really paying attention to what's happening in their body and being present to that tuning into the sensations that's that's their that's their bag so they need to be very present very aware and very kind of embodied in what's going on because yep. that's going to turn them on more so than the external stimulation if that makes sense yeah so the energetic one would do really well with some tantra practices uh like you know eye gazing um that kind of partnered tantra practicing that would be really good for an energetic type and, yeah, they can have, like, full body energy. I mean, everyone can have energy, energy orgasms, but especially energetic types are more kind of open to those kind of orgasms. Right. Uh, and then sensual type, like we touched on, is more like the, yeah, sensual touch, massage, candles, like beautiful blankets, flowers, smells. Um and more, I would say, especially for women, most women that, that I coach are sensual types. Many, many women are sensual types um, because they like that build up. Yes. You know, like they like the the focus on, I don't like calling a foreplay, but they like the focus on the touch and the stimulation and the kissing and the connecting before any other sexual activity takes place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then sexual, like we talked about, is, you know, they're, they're driven by sex as such. So that's kind of their jam. However, one of the really big um, opportunities for sexual types is to bring some of the other type yep. stuff into their practice. Mm. So the invitation there is, yes, you're a sexual type, like you love sex, we get it. However, 
can you start to open to a little bit of energetics, a little bit of sensual, a little bit of uh, kink, so you can yeah. kind of start to expand that sexual type a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. I get that. And the last, the last one being the the shape shifter, is kind of the bridgeway between the sexual type and um, the shape shifter. Is that the shape shifter is somebody who just loves giving pleasure. Right. So the sexual type is more, you know, they're just driven by the, the opportunity for sex, whatever, like whatever sex they're down for sex. Um, the, whereas the shapeshifter is probably more somebody who loves giving pleasure. So they get pleasure out of discovering what somebody's sexual type is and then providing that to them. Um, mm. You know, a pleasure, just a pleasure giver. They love giving um, and they love being able to turn somebody else on that turns them on and they can move between all of the types and have a really good time doing all of those right okay and then the, the kinky one we forgot that one um yeah. <laughs> so the kinky one's relatively self-explanatory however it's not just about whips and chains it's about leaning into anything that feels taboo for that particular person so yeah. You know, that's going to be different for everyone. So what's kinky? Like I'm a kinky type. However, what's kinky for me might not be kinky for someone else and vice versa. So it's anything that kind of feels a little bit taboo, a little bit not normal, I suppose, is like what kinky types generally get turned on by. Okay. So this has definitely piqued my interest and I'm sure everyone listening as well. So how do we find out what our sexual blueprint is? Uh, it's the website is theblueprintbreakthrough.com and you can find a free quiz there and also an in-depth quiz if you are wanting a little bit more of an in-depth report. Right. Uh, and then obviously if anyone listening wants to or is interested in working with this and around this from a couple's perspective, then as part of our coaching, we get all of our clients to do the quiz and then we help them kind of navigate those results in their sex life. Absolutely amazing. Um, Yeah, this is something that I'd never heard of and um, makes complete sense that uh, we need to really understand ourselves, understand our partners and uh, and work around that that type and how we can have amazing sex and both partners are fulfilled and, um, you know, and we know each other's sex language as opposed to love language. Um, that's a whole other show. But, um, yeah, that's the, – and it must be really great for you guys to watch something like that. Gwyneth Paltrow is, you know, very well known in the health and wellness space and, you know, has has done some um, some – Things that I guess were groundbreaking, like when she bought out the ca- the candle that was smells like my vagina, and everyone was so shocked. And um, <laughs> but she has opened up a conversation, mm, and absolutely, it, yeah. And it must be so great for you guys to be able to watch that and go, yeah, that's what we do. And and for people, you know, in and around the hunter and beyond, to have that resource available that they can explore that sort of stuff with you guys. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us once again for After Dark. I have some homework to do. I shall report (laughs) back uh, how we go with uh, the results of the quiz. And, uh, yeah, if you want to get into this work and uh, 
really understand uh, where you're coming from from a sexual place and what to do with the results once you get them. Reach out to Luke and Sindri. You can find them, Conscious Couples Coaching, on social media. And uh, thanks so much for joining us once again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's Conscious Sexuality. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome back Jasmine Carmen from Conscious Sexuality to After Dark. How does tonight find you? Great. I'm doing so well tonight. Thanks, Louise. Excellent. Now, uh, you had a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we'll call it maternity leave, whatever we want to call it, but we are back on track and uh, we are doing the some pillars you're taking us through in our monthly sessions for conscious sexuality, aren't you? Yeah, that's right, exactly. I'm bringing you five pillars um, and they're called the five pillars of feminine wholeness mm. uh, and it's a practice um, an idea, a thought that I, that I tend to use when I uh, work with clients um, and workshops and groups. So I wanted to bring this to After Dark as something different and just another way that we can continue to connect to our sexuality. Yeah, 100%. Because as you say, as the, as the title says, feminine wholeness, and we do need to find that within ourselves um, to be able to relate to a partner as well because we need to have a very strong sense of who we are and make sure that we're nourishing ourselves um, before we can give to others, be that your intimate partner or your kids or your work colleagues or whatever it is. We can't pour from an empty cup. That is so, so right. Um, And that is why our pillar number two today is called honour your heart and what we're looking at with that is our emotional well-being mm, yeah and if our own emotions aren't tended to then you know we might be off kilter we might be out of balance and then we're not necessarily going to be in that uh, mindset or in that uh, way in our body that we need to be when it comes to relating whether it be sexually or relationshiply as well yeah a hundred percent so emotional well-being, it's something that I guess as women I know I am very, very guilty of this and not that we're playing the blame game tonight, but uh, putting everybody else's needs first, perhaps pressing down what is on our hearts and that can come up in some really interesting ways, I've found, <laughs> if yes, I ignore it too exactly. long. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We do put ourselves to the side, whether you're a mum, a partner, a single person, we do feel the weight of a lot of the world. And so it is very natural for us to put everybody else first before mm. our own self. Yes. But it is really important that we do nurture our emotions because just like we spoke about with the first pillar, we need to take care of our basics, our mm. body. Now we need to make sure that our inner self, our heart space, our emotional well-being is also taken care of because, like you said, we can't pour from an empty cup. So that's why we also need to make time for our emotions and mm. expressing, it, expressing our emotions in however they might like to come out. 
Okay. All right. Now, I'm interested in how we actually do this uh, because I know that I'm not very good at it and I soldier on and, you know, I am feeling it's actually I love I love when serendipity happens and I am feeling like I'm probably not honouring my heart, speaking my truth as much as I could be. And I'm really interested to delve into how, where do we start with unpacking that? Yeah, perfect. So I've got four tips for you today on how we can put our emotional well-being first. Um, and one of the first ways is not to, to squash down our emotions. Hmm. So if we are feeling something, whether it's happiness, anger, sadness, allow that emotion to surface because emotion is an energy, so we don't want it to stay stagnant within us. Mm. So we want to let it surface, and we want to let it move through us and then move on its way. Yeah. So whatever that emotion is, if we're laugh, if we're happy, let's laugh. If we're upset, punch a pillow. Mm. Um, you know, if we're angry, you know, do something that is a safe way of ex- exploring that anger or, or that frustration. You know, if you've got tears, let them out. We, we can cry. Um, and so that's a real base level first step into our emotions yeah. and how we can let them, you know, find their way up out of our body rather than just staying tucked away. Yeah. And it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, I'm just thinking about the, I guess, the stories that we've grown up with. Big, big yeah. girl, don't cry. Don't get mm. angry. It's not ladylike. Uh, you know, there are all of these, all of these trick, like things that we've had ingrained in us to, you know, just keep our emotions in and it doesn't do us any good. That's exactly right. And we get told, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Get over it, you Mm. know, but our emotions are real. And no matter how big or small it is of what we're feeling, we are, we should be allowed. and, And we do have permission. I give everyone listening permission to let those emotions come out. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, so tip two. I've made a good note in uh, in tip one. I've got a lot out of that, so I'm excited to hear the next one. <laughs> All right, tip number two is we're going to incorporate breath work. Mm. So, you know, for, for those who might meditate, this is a really different way to meditate, and it's just bringing a conscious, calm awareness to our breath. And that can just be 30 seconds of consciously breathing. And so if we're feeling excitement, if we're feeling frustration, if we're feeling really quite emotionally driven or charged because of something that has just happened, all we can take is 30 seconds to draw attention to our breath and breathe in and breathe out Mm. and breathe in and breathe out and allow that for 30 seconds. And I guarantee that you will probably have a completely different way of emotionally relating yeah. Just by taking 30 seconds to intentionally breathe. Yeah, so important. So, so important. Yeah. And we do tend to breathe shallow and right up into our upper chest cavity and not really mm-hmm. into our belly. And uh, mm-hmm. that increases the anxiety in a lot of cases. Yep, that's exactly it. So we want to do big belly breaths. You know, again, sometimes as um, women, we get told to suck it in. Nope, let it out. Mm. Push your belly all the way out and then bring it all the way in and take some really deep, 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 beautiful breaths. Yeah, love it. So the third one is some inner child journaling. 
And we all have an inner child within us. And whether we've let that inner child out or if we've kept that inner child locked away, um, give it some paper time and put your emotions on paper. And that's a really beautiful way to connect to how we're really feeling because mm. no one's going to read it. Can be it can be written alone when when no one has to see it. You might write it and then you might want to burn it. Um, but it really gives us permission to really dig deep inside and go. Actually, how am I really feeling right now? Um, and let it out on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know the old journal. Where there's a lot of people that keep journals these days, but maybe if you don't, that's fine. And like I said, you can write down everything you're feeling. If you're feeling really frustrated by where you're at in life and you don't feel like you're getting ahead and it's just one thing after another, let it all out on a piece of paper, you know, use all the words, be expressive and then have a little ritual where you, you know, maybe have a a fire and and burn what you're feeling Mm. as a way of acknowledging it but then also moving that energy through you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it is powerful to write that down. And sometimes I also find that when I'm writing, uh, I get much more clarity on what I'm yeah. feeling because it might all just be a, a mismatch in my head and when I actually mm-hmm. get it down on paper, I go, okay, well, that actually, it ma- I make sense of what I'm feeling when I write it down. Exactly right. And often we come up with our own solutions when we start to write it down. If we just let ourselves write, 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 and then all of a sudden you get to the end and you're like, oh, I know what to do about that or, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. So that writing things down is I feel very underrated, but very powerful. Yeah, yeah. And properly, like actually using a yeah. pen, paper, it's uh, very yeah. cathartic. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you don't want to burn your phone. No. <laughs> no, well, sometimes I do when it rings too much, Jasmine. True. <laughs> but this leads us into our last point, and that's cut down on your screen time. <laughs> when we're too much on the screen, whether it's phone, laptop, TV, uh, the tech can really mess with us. And yes. so taking a break, withdrawing, put a cap on when you have your phone um, is a really healthy practice um, and would really also help you to just recognize your emotions that you're feeling because it's really easy to bypass them when we're just having a casual scroll. Uh, mm. But when we have to sit with ourselves, Uh, we can feel what's going on. Absolutely. And I actually put that to the test recently. I went on a holiday to Fiji and it was one of the islands. And when we arrived, we were informed that the Wi-Fi had disconnected from the main island. There was absolutely no television and no internet for the whole time I was there. And it was so freeing. And I am a person yeah, that who, yeah, mm. I really rely on my technology. And, um, you know, obviously it's technology that's bringing you tonight's episode of After Dark. But, uh, you know, I'm very reliant on it and I just found it so freeing and my brain was just so less cluttered without that mindless scrolling. Yeah. I also enjoy when I go to places where I don't have reception because I can just put my phone down and enjoy and be in the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you know what? I survived. Uh, everyone was still there when I got back to the mainland. There was no crisis. Nothing had burnt down. And I went, well, how about that, you know? 
surprise, surprise, the world goes on. It does. It does. <laughs> These are some beautiful tips, Jasmine. I really thank you for bringing this to the table because, you know, it it is a, a real thing that we don't look after our own emotional well-being and in making sure that everybody else is okay. And these are just some really simple practices that can make a huge difference to nourishing ourselves. And it's so, so important. Yeah, that's it exactly. And, and that's why I love bringing these things because they're simple, they're easy. We can incorporate them into our day-to-day without too much fuss, um, but it can really change how we feel and go about day-to-day. Absolutely. Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, I don't know about you, but after I get off air, I'm jumping on to the Sexual Blueprint quiz to find out what floats my boat. Then... I'm probably going to ask my partner to do the same thing and let's see what results it yields. I hope you've got a lot out of tonight. I will see you same bat time, same bat channel for all the stuff that is just a little bit too sexy for daytime radio. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you've been listening to After Dark. There are some things we just can't talk about during daylight hours. So our very own Louise Wilkinson has created After Dark. Every Tuesday evening from 6, we rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But fair warning, this is adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 6pm every Tuesday night. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.